This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. The Dunedin Multicultural Council is a non-profit organisation that works to support the multi-ethnic communities in Dunedin. Since many of our members are migrants, we focus on providing opportunities to get to know people and develop new skills, networks and links with the wider community of Dunedin. Hi, you're listening to DMCC live on air, the Dunedin Multicultural Council's weekly show every Tuesday on Otago Access Radio 105.4 at 6pm. I've got a special guest with me in the studio. His name is Zulhaib. Zulhaib Rana. Zulhaib's family comes from Pakistan. Zulhaib was born in Oman, but has been living in Dunedin since 2018. I hope you enjoy our interview and the music that Zulhaib is bringing and sharing with us. I was I was actually brought up in Oman my whole life. And in Oman, generally, you know, we generally didn't see as much poverty. But then... Uh, after I went to England for four, four and a half years, I studied there and I actually wanted to connect with my roots. So I went back to Pakistan mm. to live there for two years because my parents had uh, were from there. And although I was uh, I was not even born there, but I just wanted to understand the way of life and how they lived uh, and stuff. And I thought that, you know, it'd be good for me. And um there was so much uh, rampant poverty over there that, you know, if you are at the traffic signal or something like that, you see, like, these kids, like, this, this like, doll, you know, coming cu- 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 and begging and begging. And mm. they don't have food to eat. They have, uh, uh, that's, mm. they're, they're, and, you know, if you ask them, they haven't had, um, they haven't had a, they haven't had a meal uh, that the whole day. Hmm. So when I looked at that, I mean, it it really does put things into so much perspective. But there's so much beauty uh, in humans as well. Like I was uh, watching this, um, I was watching this video of this really poor kid who, and I I know because in Pakistan, you know, people, some of them, I mean, fifty percent of the population actually doesn't have access to two meals a day. Mm. And I mean, there is a lot of poverty and there's this kid who does a labor job. He must have earned like 50 or 60 rupees from his uh, uh, day shift. And he saw a cat that was thirsty and was just, you know, looked in pain. So he actually bought uh, some milk for that cat Mm. of that 50 rupees that he had. And he just put it in the bowl and, uh, for the cat to have it, and the cat drank it. So someone noticed that, right? And he went up to the kid and he was like, uh, "Are you? How are you doing? Are you okay? And uh, what, what about this money? Do you have money for your lunch now?" He said, uh, "I don't have money for my lunch, but it's fine. I'm happy to see this cat have some milk." Mm. So it just shows to you that there is something that is way deeper than you know our desires it's it is in our um you know it is in our need to perhaps you know the the real need is to connect with people with animals whether it be with plants or something like that 
but that's that's the most uh, i guess that's the most uh, important thing and that's mm. i guess that's what spirituality is and mm. and so you know mm. as you were saying that uh, religion shouldn't be to divide people it should really be to bring people um together so whether a person's hindu christian mm. muslim doesn't matter i mean all of them have one source i mean and and sometimes i think about the logical explanation for it right and i'm like why would god want to you know uh, uh want to say that you know people in middle east you are the only ones who are going to heaven and then someone else's god tells them that you so i think god all of us who follow god are from different religions are following the same god Mm. and and that should be our uniting factor we should be united in our kindness uh, in in you know in having compassion in having love and i think all religions that's what they're saying at the end of the day mm. but i guess you know some people take things out of context and are fighting with each other but um it's all about commonality unity mm. yeah but um, what you're talking about with that boy and the cat but there's beauty yeah. And humans, you know, yeah. and um, so it's not what we say; it's what we do and how we live. Exactly. So yeah. sometimes it's better not to say too much and True. just be. When people That's, look at you, yeah. they'll know without saying things, yeah. and um, just treat each other in a respectfully. Yeah. And then other things will come out from there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think I'll start off by singing the song that I sing all the time and then maybe I can first warm up with this song and then move on to uh, the the one that I wrote oh okay is that fine or you can do whatever you want man yeah. <laughs> well, what's his name what are you about to do what's the song you can do it's uh, called Adat I don't know if you know about Atif Aslam a singer where's he from he's from Pakistan oh okay no yeah, yeah so uh, oh that's cool yeah yeah can I just have some water sure
awesome, man. You got a beautiful voice. And you play guitar very well. You are a musician. Yes, oh, thank you. <laughs> tell, tell me about the person I mean, that wrote that song. I mean, who's that? What performer? You, can you tell me his name again? Atif Aslam. And so basically, it was written by a band called Jal. Um, How do you spell that? A J A L. J A L. Oh, Jal. Yeah, yeah. Jal. Yeah. And uh, basically, when they wrote it, they wrote it about their connection with God. Oh, yeah. Cool. And so if I speak about, like, if I was to, uh, you know, translate some of the lyrics, uh, it actually translates to Dur jitna bhi tum mujse paas tere mein. Uh, even though I'm far away from you, yeah. I'm really close to you. Mm. Uh, and then he talks about, like, the love and how his love for God increases and uh, uh, all... Uh, his sadness turns to contentment and and stuff like that when he remembers God. So it's just a way to kind of uh, remember mm-hmm. God. So a lot of people would actually mistake this for a love song, but this is actually a love song for God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a nice song, and um, it doesn't. It sounds pretty modern. It doesn't sound it that is, old. It uh, is. It came out in the year two thousand three or two thousand four, and I think right. this was the song that got me into music because this was the song I really wanted to sing. Yeah, right. And because of that, I actually learned to play the guitar, and I was just in love with this new album by Jal that had come out, and that uh, is the reason why you know I I started to. Oh, you cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's your song about you wrote? Um, I was 19 and it was my first crush uh, that I wrote this song about. Oh, yeah. Actually. And uh, so basically, I don't know, it's weird to be talking <laughs> about it in front of you. But so basically, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, the, the lyrics uh, of the song are because we were in some kind of a long distance relationship. Yeah. So I Where had, were you living at the time? In Oman. Oman. She was in Canada. Oh, okay. And, uh, um... And how did you meet? Uh, we... So, we were actually in the school together. And then she, uh, went to Canada. Oh, okay, okay, And, right. and then... And is she I, Pakistani too? She's Pakistani. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so then... So, basically, the lyrics, uh, about, like, it, it starts with, um... It basically uh, translates to I haven't seen you for a long time, but in my memory, you still are as clear as I saw you like a few moments ago. Yeah, yeah. It means that, you know, uh, whenever I'm talking to even someone else, it mm. might be about something unrelated, but I still uh, think about you. Mm. So that's the kind of flow of the song. And then it turns into like, you know, it, because the thing is that things were not working out uh, between us back then. Then it also turns into like prayers and well wishes for the person as well. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's that's what the song is about. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just going to quickly sing it. The chords perhaps are not the best, but it's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, we were trying to figure out the course. There is an arpeggio as well uh, before it, but I, uh, in the intro part. But I think that I'm messing that up completely. So I think I'm just gonna get rid of that for now. But maybe you know later on I could show it. <laughs> yeah.
तुझे That's the song. Nice. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so you see, you wrote that when you were nineteen. How many years ago was that? That was twelve years ago now. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Long, long, long time back. Do you have any other original music? Um, I am in the process of writing some, but not, uh, not uh, that I can remember of the off the top of my head. This is a song that I remember because I practiced it so many times. Yeah, cool. As well, yeah. Yeah. When did you start learning guitar? When I was so... Uh, How old were you when you started playing guitar or doing music? Around... I used to sing since I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, I started to play the guitar when I was around 18 and a half years old. Oh, and yeah. uh, the thing is that my parents were quite conservative, so they didn't want me to play the guitar because they thought I would join some band or, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, then... Um, uh, and so I had got really good marks in my school and I asked my dad when I was 17 or 16 years old and he said that, you know, um, yeah, I'm not buying your guitar. You can have, you know, a, a laptop, which was six or seven times more expensive, but he was more in favor of me having a laptop than to play the guitar. And so when I went to England, I saw that, uh, this Yamaha F310 and <laughs> and that's when I just bought it. <laughs> So, Peter, what do you recommend, like, for people to not eat before they sing? Like, what's the, what's the general recommendation? Because, I don't know, I've been trying, like, uh, different, like, regimens. So, like, today, um, nowadays, I've been trying to not eat before I sing. So, do you think that's something that helps or... or um, I don't know, really, yeah. when it comes to eating. <laughs> yeah. Because I know people can just... I can sit in a restaurant and eat, and then we can go do a gig. Yeah. But um, but I think um, a good thing to do though is when you're performing live, when you go to sing in front of people, is to warm up. Yeah. And I've I, I mean I've listened to um you know backstage in the green room or working with um professional singers, and I'll sit yeah. there and they go, yeah. or they're doing scales. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. Doing scales yeah. is warm up, but doing yeah. different vowel sounds too. Yeah. I think and, um, Freddie Mercury used to do that Queen. I, yeah, I mean, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, making yeah, sounds. Yeah. But it's a stretching because it, it actually, I know some people are recording in here when they start singing if they haven't warmed up. Yeah. And then it's not till near, they'll do one take and it's not till after a couple of songs. Yeah. Their voice is ready for singing. Mm. So, uh, Peter, did you, uh, so if I play this song. Do you think we could do a li- you could do something on the piano as well yeah, while, sure, I, yeah. while I sing? I think that'll be pretty yeah, cool. cool. So it's in uh, G sharp minor. G sharp minor, okay. Yeah. 
Well, that was really cool. Cool. <laughs> I enjoyed it. This program was produced by Peter Kesha Music for Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.